cash flow squeeze, your IRA or 401k can help. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Adam Talks. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And on today's episode, going to be talking about how you can potentially use your IRA or 401k to help meet a cash flow squeeze. And in this period of inflation, I would classified as pretty high inflation, some of the highest in our lifetime. If you're as young as me, um, well, I wouldn't say young anymore, but if you're my age, um, we haven't really experienced inflation of, of this magnitude, you know, 8% plus. Um, I talked about it on a previous podcast, the um, recent March numbers, and you don't even need to um, trust the government. You can just go to a local grocery store, um, go to a restaurant. Uh, I went to a restaurant that I've, I've been going to for like 30 years. And um, I talked to the, um, you know, the maitre d', the guy who sits you, and he, he's basically just like, yeah, we, we just added $8 to all our entrees. Um, they're getting squeezed. Everyone's getting squeezed. Um, whether you're flying, renting a car, just trying to get by day to day, we're all dealing with cash flow squeezes. So I wanted to do a podcast to kind of talk about some of the ways you can use your IRA 401k to meet some of these cash needs, which summer's coming. We're going to do some traveling. Gas prices are like out of control. We know what's going on with Ukraine, Russia. Will that get better quicker, quickly? We don't know. Not sure how that will develop and how that will impact the price of fuel, but um with summer traveling i don't see it getting cheaper and um you know who knows what's what's in store so i don't think we're going to be seeing uh a, a lower um grade of inflation and and one other area that people aren't really talking about is china i mean shanghai which is a city of 26 million people almost as many people as texas they're in lockdown so that's going to have a, a real real major impact on supply chain which will then cause issues in terms of supplying goods to us Americans to consume, which will mean higher prices. So I think inflation will even go higher. So what can we do? We have IRAs, 401ks, there's 60 million people with IRAs, $13 trillion. There's $33 trillion in retirement money, including pensions, 401ks. If you have access to your money, which we'll talk about first, who has access to their money? And then what are some solutions that we could potentially all use to uh, meet certain cash flows? So Let's talk about IRAs and 401ks. IRAs, 60 million IRAs, about $13 trillion, maybe a little less the way the market's been performing in 2022. But you're talking about a situation where um, a lot of us have IRAs. And when you look at IRAs, anyone can tap into their IRA. There's no triggering events like there are for 401ks, which we'll talk about in a second. So that means you can touch your IRA. The issue is if you touch it, and you're under 59 and a half, you may get slapped with a penalty, 10% penalty and tax on what you pull out. So that's all, all obviously there to impede you to take the money out. The IRS government, when they built these rules, want to uh, make you think twice before you take a distribution for good reason, right? Uh, leakage isn't good. Uh, the more we all have in a retirement account, we all could benefit when it comes to saving an IRA or 401k is the best, most tax efficient way because of the power of tax deferral, the power of compounding returns. Your money should double eight years, assuming an 8% rate of return. 
and the ability to get a deduction when you make a contribution in the pre-tax IRA world. So you can touch your IRA at any point, just if you're under 59 and 10% and tax. And we'll talk about Roths in a few minutes. 401ks, not so easy. If you are under 59 and a half and you're currently employed, you don't have access to your 401k. You need what's called a plan triggering event, which means either leave your job, plan terminates, or you reach the age of 59 and a half. So if you got a cash flow situation, you have a 401k, you don't have as much flexibility as with an IRA. But first option is a loan. If your 401k has a loan option, which many plans do, you have the ability to borrow the lesser of $50,000 or 50% of your account value. You use that loan for any purpose, including paying off credit card debt, paying your rent, paying your mortgage, cash flow issues. You got to pay for your kid to go away this summer. Whatever it is, you can use your plan to pay for it. Now, the beauty of the loan is you get tax-free, penalty-free use of the money. You're paying yourself back. The lowest interest rate you can charge as of early May or 2022 is 3.5%. Rates are going to go up. That means the interest rate on the loan will also go up. It's a five-year loan. It's a straight loan. So it's a mix of principal and interest. Can't do any balloon payments. You can pay the loan back quicker. There's no early distribution penalty, but at least you get that use of the money. So let's say you have 40 grand in your plan. You need 10 grand. You can borrow it tax-free, penalty-free, pay off the debt, whatever, or use it for whatever you need to use it for. And then each quarter, each month, each pay period, you just pay back your plan at a minimum rate of 3.5%. So what's happening here? You get used to the money without tax or penalty, unlike an IRA, and you're paying your plan back at 3.5%. So the plan wins, it gets a 3.5% return, which honestly, the way the S&P 500 is performing this year, that's pretty good. The S&P 500, the Dow is down for the year. So that 3.5% is not bad, and you get the use of the money, which is even better. So that's the first really good option if you got a cash flow squeeze and you got access to a 401k. The second, something called a 60 day rollover. So, so let's talk about IRAs first. So you have an IRA and you, let's say you got a cash flow squeeze, you probably don't need the money more than 60 days. What you can do is take a distribution from your IRA or Roth, use those funds for any purpose, and then return them within 60 days tax free penalty free. So you got basically a short-term 60-day loan of those funds. One caveat, you can only do that once every 12 months. So just be cautious. Once every 12 months, you can't be doing indirect rollovers every day. But if you're in a crunch, got 60 days, it's two months. Just make sure that you send the money back, whether it's check or wire before 60 days. Because if you don't, it's going to be subject to tax and penalty. So 10% penalty. So if you're over 59 and a half, just tax. But if you're in a in a bind, it's actually pretty good because for a lot of people, 60 days is enough just to get to the next, whether it's a bonus or your, your deal's closing or whatever it is. If 60 day gives you the cushion you need to meet that cash flow squeeze, then hey, it's a really good way to do it. You don't have to deal with a loan, just put the money back. But you can only do it once every 12 months. So just be cautious. Now, if you're married, each spouse can do it once in a 12 month period. The third is hardships. Okay, so for an IRA, there's not that many hardships. There's very few exceptions. Um, you can do medical bills. If you have medical bills in excess of 10% of your AGI, then you can take a hardship. Hardships mean you can take the money out without 
the 10% penalty, but you still have to pay the tax, right? You can't get around the tax, but you can still get take the money without that 10% penalty. Also, if you got a permanent disability, God forbid, um, or you're a first time home buyer and need up to 10K, that's a, a hardship as well. Um, another thing you can do is something called substantial equal periodic payments or SEPs, S-E-P-P's. That means you can take out the money for either until you reach 59 and a half or five years, and you have to take out a set amount over that period. You still have to pay tax on those funds, but you get around that 10% penalty. The problem with the SEP, the SCPP, is that you're locked into the amount you can take. So if you are part of the substantial equal periodic payment process, you can't maneuver. You got to take a set amount each year. If you need more, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. So you don't have a lot of flexibility, but at least you get some cash. Um, Hardships are tough to meet in IRAs. I really see them for first-time home buyers uh, or medical above the 10% AGI. That's, those are the two most common. Now, what about 401ks? So there's actually some safe harbors on 401ks. The first hardship that you can satisfy is immediate heavy financial need. Okay, so it has to be immediate and heavy, and the employer has to make this call for you. And the amount is limited to what you are needed as a necessity. So you, if you really need the 10K and that's what you're telling your employer, you can't take 30, okay? What do you need to, um, so basically you gotta go to your employer and talk to your employer about the fact that you have an immediate and heavy financial need. And they're gonna look at all the facts and circumstances. Um, they're gonna look what you're using the money for. You know, if you've gotta buy a, a boat or a, a Porsche, that's probably not gonna work out for you. Um, and even if it's reasonable foreseeable, it could be okay. Uh, basically, these are some factors to consider. The distribution cannot be greater than what you actually need. Uh, the employee basically you've used all other resources, including loans, to cover the expense. Um, and basically, you're not allowed to make employee deferrals for at least six months uh, from the hardship. So they don't want you just taking this money if you like maybe need it. You really got to need it. And if you haven't taken the loan, you got to take the loan first. And you can't be making employee deferrals while you're taking this hardship distribution because, hey, if you really need the money, then probably shouldn't be considering employee deferrals. But it's up to the employer. I've had to deal with it a few times. It's not fun. And generally, you grant it, right? Because you don't want to be that type of person. But as long as the employee doesn't say, well, I, I want to buy myself you know, uh, something stupid like a boat or a second home, um, you, you, you grant the, the hardship. The IRS doesn't really audit this stuff. It's not in their interest. You just want to make sure that um, the employee's done everything they could have under the plan, like the loan, to satisfy this immediate heavy hardship. Now, the IRS also issued safe harbors several years ago. And this is like for medical care expenses, cost directly to uh, a principal residence, not uh, including mortgages. So if you had a flood or something, God forbid, um, tuition related educational fees and board expenses for the next 12 months. Payments necessary to prevent the eviction of the employee, uh, funeral expenses for the employee or spouse, dependent, and certain expenses to repair damages on the principal residence. So that's on top of the immediate and heavy financial need. Recently, they made it a little bit easier to get a hardship, but um, you really got to show something. Okay. Another option, if you have a cash crunch, is if you have Roths, you can always take a Roth distribution of the amount you contributed. So let's say over the last five years, every year you put in five grand. 
So you have a $25,000 of contribution. And now the $25,000 is worth 75,000, okay? You could pull the 25,000 out, even if you're under 59 and a half and the Roth hasn't been open five years and use it for any purpose. But again, it's out of the Roth. You can do a 60 day with that and put it back within 60 days. But once the 60 day passes, it's no longer Roth. You use the funds, that's cool. You're not subject to tax or 10% penalty on them because of the amount contributed, but they're done, right? They're not part of the Roth anymore. So you gotta be cautious because Roth is like gold. So you really, really need to need the money or you essentially are out of any other options. Um, and the other is something I've seen done. And if, if your friend or your neighbor has expressed an interest to help you out and they have an IRA, they can lend you the money through an IRA. So let's say they don't want to like tap into their personal savings, but they got an IRA in there with 20, 30, 40 grand plus, and you need 20. You could say, listen, buddy, lend me the money. I'll pay you whatever, four or 5%, whatever, whatever the interest is. And it's a good investment for your IRA and you're doing a good thing. Uh, I've had a, a bunch of clients, not a lot, but I've had a bunch of clients do this. It's a good way to feel like you're helping someone. I've seen people do it in times of um, like flooding. There was, uh, I remember 2012, there was uh, you know major flooding in New York, New Jersey area. And I saw clients do it there. I had some clients in Louisiana recently, last year, uh, it was a hurricane and there was some you know, major damages to certain communities, certain parishes. And uh, I had some clients say, hey, I got a neighbor, he's a good guy. Um, love the family and they need a little money. I got this extra money in the IRA. I'll charge them like a minimal interest. You should charge interest because you don't want it to be deemed a gift, but you don't have to charge them you know, crazy amounts. Like just something that's fair. I would say over prime, prime, like three and a half, four percent Your IRA wins, they win, everyone's happy. And it's a, uh, a good deed. Um, shows, you know, a lot of good character and you're also pretty good investment for your IRA. So can't be a lineal descendant. So you can't lend to a parent, child, spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, or any entities controlled by such persons, but it could be a friend, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, cousin, nephew, second cousin, um, you know, someone you go to church with, someone you play baseball with, whoever, right? So it gives you some options and I've seen it work. Um, and in this case, it works for both parties because the IRA is getting a good return. And again, in 2022, three and a half, 4%, it's not bad, not bad at all. And uh, your buddy gets to benefit as well because they need the money and they're gonna get it. So I've seen people do it to help uh, friends buy a first home. I've seen it uh, to help friends, family get out of jam. So another option you can use if you have a cash um, flow issue and you have a friend or a family member non-lineal that's expressed interest to help you, it may be a little bit easier for them to do it out of an IRA than with personal money. So there you go. I hope, uh, hope first of all, none of you are in a cash flow squeeze, but if you are um, and or you know someone is, friend, family, uh, and they have a retirement account, they have options, right? They can do the loan. There's a 60-day. There's the hardship in the IRA in the 401k world. And also there's Roth, if you have Roth contributions, you can pull those out without tax, just the contribution, not the earnings. The earnings, you need to be over 59 and a half and the Roth has to be open at least five years. Um, or you can do some type of loan, IRA loan or personal loan. But if they have an IRA, sometimes it's easier for people to take their IRA and lend it because the money is, they're not gonna touch for many, many years. And um, they want to have more control over their personal funds. The IRA is just sitting there. Maybe it's not doing anything. The stock market's down. Cryptos are down. And they're like, you know what? I'll help my friend out, my neighbor. I'll get three, 4%, two, three-year loan. No brainer. 
Um, again, I've seen a lot of people do this. It, it seems to work out. It seems to be a really um, you know, mutually beneficial um, solution. So there you go. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed today's podcast. I know I did. A lot of fun. Um, and really appreciate you guys listening. Please uh, give me a good review. Uh, review it up. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. It's a weekly podcast that I've been doing for, wow, like three, four years. Um, and it's it's awesome. Love doing it and really appreciate all the support. And if you guys have topics that you uh, want me to chat about, send me a message. You can um, send it on a social media, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or uh, Info Diary Financial, and just say Adam Talks and submit a question or a topic. Uh, I will do my best to get to it. Otherwise, have a great day and look forward to seeing everyone again next week. Take care.